Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, March 15th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Fetch AI Spaces, Intro to Microagents. Let's take a listen. Hey, everybody, as you're joining in here, um, I assume you all know, but in case you don't, it's going to be pretty exciting today, actually, because, yeah, we're going to have on our uh, multi-agent systems engineer, James, uh, actually describe to you guys the new advancement that we've made in, um, I guess, microagent or agent technology that we have called uh, microagents. Oh, I actually think he's right here. Let me add him in. But yeah, today we'll have, I think, a great Twitter Spaces session uh, for you guys. I'm very, very excited of everything that we wanted to talk about. And yeah, I, I think that hopefully we want to provide you guys with a good insight as to what it is, um, but also, you know, what to look forward to. Oh. Let's just see now. Are you able to talk, James? Is everything all good? Yeah, I'm here. Awesome. That's right. Sounds good. Then I guess we can just get right into things. So, yeah, thank you to everybody who is listening in now, or if you're listening to this after it's already been recorded and, and posted, then thank you for listening, regardless of when. Uh, and yeah, today it's going to be very, very exciting. We do have with us here um, our our agent, or sorry, our multi-agent systems engineer, uh, James, to be able to discuss with you guys a lot more topics and I guess more interesting information in regards to our new advancement in agent technology that we're calling microagents. And so I now wanted to kind of drop the floor over to you, James, uh, if you wanted to kind of give yourself an introduction, or sorry, an introduction, uh, since it's been a couple months now since the last time we had had you on. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, thanks for, for having me again. Last time I was on, I was talking about uh, Genesis, our contract development tool. And yeah, so I'm a engineer and a researcher. I've been at Fetch for a few years now, working on a lot of different things. And the latest thing that I'm working on is um, is microagents. Um, so I can I can actually just start talking about what that is. Um, it's it's something it's sort of an, it's a new framework for creating agents and that we're we're pretty excited about so it has all of the key elements that you would expect from an agent framework autonomy security um sort of automations and message handling um but we've designed it to particularly to be a lightweight and easy to use so while there's a lot happening behind the scenes we're really trying to maximize the developer experience and get people to really use it. Um, and I think that people are, are gonna like it. I think internally we're, we're really excited about it. And I think that um, you guys and others who, who pick it up are, are gonna also like it. Yeah, awesome. And um, another great thing, uh, a great resource for anybody who wants to learn a little bit more, even after you're done with uh, listening to the Twitter Spaces session, 
we just recently posted a blog called the dawn of microagents which also goes in depth into kind of explaining the the role that they have and you know what they're what we're hoping to see um come out of that but of course one of the things that i think a bunch of the community is wondering and even myself i'm wondering um is could you explain the differences i guess between the microagents and then the aeas that we already have yeah, of course. So AEAs is the agent framework that we've had um, for a couple of years now, and it's really designed to be a comprehensive framework in general, so that um, kind of maximizing the applicability um, to all whatever use case that people want to use. It also has a pretty rigid structure that um, requires you to fit into a particular your components into a particular architecture. Um, which it makes it, it's a robust framework, but it also comes with um, some downside, which is that the learning curve is quite steep. So that means you really need to invest some time in AEAs um, to get up and running. Once you do, I think it's it's a great framework to use, And um, but it, 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 it's a little bit, uh, we see a little bit less adoption than we would like because it's a little bit difficult to use. So microagents, we, we learned a lot from um, our experience with AEAs, um, it's, it's separate and it's designed for a slightly different use cases, um, but the point is that we really tried to make it the best possible experience for the developer. Um, so it's um, it's lightweight and it's really flexible. Well, and with AEs, it's a lot about kind of developing these components and configuring them. And with microagents, there's a bit more flexibility in terms of bringing in the components that you need as a developer. And we leave a little bit of the sort of implementation logic up to you, how you want to do the particular application. So it's somewhat more flexible in that sense. Um, and you can, so, so you could create, for example, a microagent in one line of code, and then you're, it's up to you to add your automations, the task handlers, the message handlers, and you can wrap them up in a protocol. Um, but this is all quite um, compact. How you can do that, um, I think, as you as we release some examples, uh, you can actually go to the repository and see that um, they're self-contained and they're pretty small pieces of code, but yet I think quite powerful. All right, awesome. Um, and I guess yeah, on on kind of that topic, I guess is what is i guess the the current feature list that you can kind of go through uh for micro agents because you did mention that the aeas are um, a lot heavier uh, but they're broader spectrum and they could do pretty much like just about anything that you really wanted to code them to do whereas the the micro agents were lightweight as you referred to them as um and also the the amount of tasks that they are created to to do is a, a smaller list but on purpose so what would you be able to kind of expect out of the feature list for, for microagents at this time? Yeah, so I mean, at the moment, it's somewhat um, uh, yeah, contained. Uh, so we have um, the agents have identity. They have a unique address. Uh, they have a wallet address on the Fetch network that they can use to transact. Um, so the other thing, they can automate based on uh, time intervals. So they can do periodic tasks. They can automate things based on messages received. And that's, I think, one of the best features is the way that you define messages and protocols. So each message that you have has a particular type and the messages are routed according to what that type is automatically. And you can put these messages together in protocols in a quite uh, intuitive way. 
so that if you have an application that has a few different messages, uh, we have the example online about the kind of restaurant booking where you have a request and a response and a booking request and a response. And in any case, whatever the application is, you have a few messages, you put it in a protocol. This protocol is a, a kind of a self-contained piece of code that can be shared. And you know that the other agents that speak this protocol, you'll be able to, um, to connect with them and um, to uh, interact with them. Um, so, and the other thing is that you can register on what's called the Almanac contract. So this is a smart contract deployed to the Fetch network, which is a kind of a lookup service where you want to, you have the address of an agent and you want to look up how to connect that to that agent. You can query that contract. And if you want to be discoverable to other agents, then this actually happens automatically on startup. You immediately join this network of micro agents. We already have um, some deployed. and uh, so, so that's another feature that we have currently. Um, and uh, yeah, so that, as I said, it's it's quite a, it's, it's a bit of a subset of what we have in AEA, yet it's going to allow you to do a lot of different things. And we also have a lot coming up for what we're, we're planning to add. Awesome. Yeah. Once again, like that's, that's all really, really useful information to know. And it's exciting. It, it sounds like, honestly, this is going to be, um, a lot easier for people to be able to get onboarded, and hopefully we can actually see some wider adoption. Um, and, and there's a lot of cases where people can actually use stuff like this. So, yeah, that's great to know. Um, and then also, I wanted to actually know then with like the feature list that we have now. I assume, of course, that the the goal wouldn't be to try and just keep things where they are. The I assume the hope is to continue to add on or introduce microagents into other places. And so we did recently release the, the roadmap on the website. So if anybody hasn't checked out our roadmap, um, you can. The newly updated one for 2023 is available. And microagents are actually messaged on it, or, or sorry, linked on it a few times. Um, would you mind kind of going over the instances that microagents are mentioned and kind of like what we can expect there? Yes, absolutely. So the first thing I think we have coming up is um, a mailbox service. And the reason for this is that when you're setting up your microagent, at the moment, what you can do is you can, when you start up the agent, it hosts its own server, and that's how it's reachable to the outside world from other microagents. Um, and that's great. However, it's a little bit of a requirement that you need to be your agent needs to be always online. Otherwise, if you drop out, then your messages that come to you might be dropped. Um, and um, but you may be people are in a good place to have a stable um, internet connection, and they have a, a continuously running computer that they can host their agents on, and that's fine. However, we expect that a lot of people might find it useful to have a mailbox service where their agent can just be online whenever um, they happen to be online. And you can check the mailbox for uh, messages that are arriving. And then once you receive those messages, then you can handle them however you normally would. Um, so it's quite, um, it simplifies the, the startup quite a bit, uh, just because you don't need to worry about how agents can, you know, running always online and then exposing your IP address to the internet. There's also something that's not trivial to do. Um, so, so yeah, that's uh, the first thing I think that's coming up. Uh, the next thing is we also have the ability to send messages from the Fetch wallet. That's going to be a nice feature where you can actually communicate with microagents from the wallet. 
Another one is um, the uh, we have an app showcase coming up, and that's where we will demonstrate the use of a migrations in some applications. I think that's going to be pretty interesting for people to see how they can build their own based on on what we we can show. I think that's um, that's one of the things on the roadmaps. And then we have marketplace launch. Marketplace is it goes hand in hand with the Almanac contract. So the marketplace contract is where the agents, you, you actually be able to register for what it is your application is. And then other agents can query to try to make a match for their particular task. And they can you can search on the marketplace. You, you can offer your service at different prices. Uh, so, so that's another pretty exciting thing coming up on the roadmap. I think that is mostly what we have um, on, the, on the website. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for covering that. It, it it genuinely sounds like whether you're a developer or non-developer, essentially you're going to be able to at some point throughout this year be able to interact with microagents and you know use the utility that we've actually built out for them. And that's great. And I think the showcases as well will be a great opportunity for, as you said, um, if other developers kind of want to have a general idea as to what it is that you could do with using these microagents, then it's a great way for you know us to kind of have a, a demo essentially in that way to show off this technology in a in a broader way. And the other actually thing about that is with trying to you know have other people get onboarded and have developers that want to come and use this tooling, um, are we likely to see any more educational content regarding microagents similar to kind of the content we released yesterday for for Genesis, such as like a a shorter demo that's also included with like a video, for example, to walk through. Yes, definitely. So this is already in the works. Uh, we have a couple of videos I've already seen the first versions of, and um, they look great. So it's kind of how to install, how to set up, similar to, as you said, the Genesis tutorials. Um, and I imagine that we would even have, um, yeah, more, more, even more than that um, coming up. Um, so, so we can definitely look forward to seeing some, yeah, because we're, as you said, we're really interested in, um, getting people to use it. I think that that's going to, we're going to be able to get feedback from that. And, and that's how this is really going to, I think, take off as, um, uh, to, to get it, you know, wider and wider adoption. Awesome. Awesome. It's, it, yeah, it sounds once again, there's a lot to look forward to there and hopefully um, even if you're a person in the community who doesn't necessarily see yourself as a developer, because as uh, James has described these as being a lot more lightweight, we hope that um, in bringing educational content like that, like walkthrough videos as well, um, if just having you know text tutorials is not enough for you, or you might not be able to you know understand or learn in that same way, um, hopefully, even if you're a you know non-developer, this could be interesting enough for you to try and give it a shot. And you probably would be able to. I think a lot of people would surprise themselves. So definitely keep an eye out for that content as we you know, go to put it out because it'll be worth it. I, I can guarantee you that. And I guess now, um, if you're wanting to, James, or if you're, if you're able to, uh, I would love to be able to open up the floor for questions from the community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then also, uh, yeah, while we wait for a few questions from the community, that are here with us right now. Um, if anybody is live listening and you have a question about microagents and you'd like to come up and ask, then you know don't be afraid to request to become a speaker and we'll bring you up. 
Um, and in the meantime, I will ask James here a couple questions that we got from the community before the Twitter Spaces session. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll just move through those while we're waiting for other people. So the first question we got was, how is the security of confidential information transmission between microagents insured by the Fetch AI blockchain? Right, yeah, so it's a, it's a good question. Um, the first thing I would say is that the microagent identities and the wallet addresses obviously are cryptographically secured. None of this information is, is shared on the blockchain. Um, and actually, the only information that would go on the blockchain is the addresses and the public endpoint information on how to reach them. So that's um, there's, there's nothing in confidential going on the blockchain. Um, it might the question might be about the messages that get passed between the agents. And uh, currently, we use secure transport, so HTTPS, WSS, um, and they're secured in that sense. However, they're not yet end-to-end -end encrypted, but that's coming soon. So um, within yeah, within pretty short time, the messages will be fully encrypted and confidential as well. Awesome. All right. And then the next question that we got was, how is the health of microagents monitored in Fetch AI, and how can microagents uh, be replaced in the case of unresponsiveness? Yeah. So this is an interesting question. There. Are as I suggested, there are a couple of different ways that you can run a microagent. So it's, it's just a framework, it's a protocol. Um, so that's naturally, there's a lot of ways that you can kind of implement it. One of them is to run it all locally on your own computer. And if you do that, um, of course, it depends on the, you know, how well, robustly that you coded the agent. But if something does happen, you might need to respond to it. Um, and that's another kind of advantage of using the hosted service so we'll when the agents that we host we would obviously be continuously monitoring them and being able to address automatically anything that comes up if they need a restart or something like that um, but i think that's the yeah the, the main two ways that i could uh, answer this question all right, cool. Yeah. So I guess in, in that case, it's more uh, a matter of if you're running it locally, then it's kind of up to you to ensure the local device you're running it from is up and going. And then if you're going to run it in, you know, on, on our stuff, then it would be more up to just, you know, hoping that we're doing that job then. So, right. Yeah. I mean, there's part, part of it is in the code and the code itself should be robust and that's going to be up to the developer. But as far as the kind of um, deployment aspects that to make sure that things are um, running as they sh should be in the kind of the back ends, then that that would be something that we would take care of. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah. And then the final question that we got uh, from the community prior to the session was how can suitable microagents be selected for performing tasks and how can their reliability and robustness be ensured in the future? I assume that this is coming from the perspective from the person um, thinking that like you would just kind of be able to pick a microagent out of the cloud, which I could be wrong, but I don't believe that's a service. Uh, so you said you, you don't believe that's a service? That... Yeah, I, I don't believe that we have that, but I could be wrong. And that's that's why we got you on. Yeah, so I think um, the, the question might be about that you have microagents that are running 
either on the cloud or they're running on local devices somewhere and they're reachable. And if you want to start a new microagent and you want to talk to these agents, then you want to know which agent should you be talking to to do what you want. Um, so that's exactly what this, uh, these contracts, the marketplace and the Almanac contracts are set up for. So you'll be able to query for whatever it is the task that you want to do, as long as there are agents that are um, dedicated for that task, then you'll be able to find them, you'll connect to them, and then you will be able to select and choose based on whatever parameters you have, if it's a price or some kind of other data requirements, then you'll be able to choose the, the right agents to use. Um, reliable and robustness, I think that ties into the last question a bit. It's, it's both about um, you know, coding them robustly um, and also about running them uh, and de deploying them in a robust way. I think, um, but but both both are are well handled. I would say. All right. Yeah. So I guess all in all, it, it does definitely sound like it. It comes down to which this makes sense, being that you know this is supposed to be um, and you know a form of an agent framework, and that you know all of this is decentralized. It really comes down to, as you've said multiple times, you know how robust the code is that you have decided. Um, to you know, code your agent with that will end up deciding these types of factors. So it's kind of more so, um, you know, about how how far into it you want to go. Yeah. Having said that, I would I would add that um, one of the advantages of the kind of simplicity of the framework, as I said, there's quite a lot going on behind the scenes. But what's left to the developer is not that much. So I think it would be easier to make a mistake in something larger like the AA framework, where you're required to write a lot of code. Um, I mean, to 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 do your own agent, um, whereas in a micro agent, there's quite a bit less that you have to do. So I think it's it's harder to I would say harder to make a mistake. Well, I mean, um, and so easier to write robust code. Let's say. Uh, so I think that is is potentially an advantage of the kind of lightweight architecture. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely hope that that uh, provides clarity to the community on those questions. And thank you uh, for asking them, because of course it's it's stuff like this where, you know, unless somebody kind of brings it up to mention it, sometimes it might fly over our heads as to you know things that should be clarified like that. And yeah, I do think that that, um, that was a nice set of questions. So thank you, and of course um, thank you, James, for answering those questions. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, and thanks everyone for listening. Um, we're looking forward to. Uh, getting people to use it and hearing your feedback um, or suggestions and contributions. Um, but, but yeah, that's uh, well, yeah, all right. Be here again. Well, hopefully we can end up having you on in the future again, um, especially if there's more stuff, maybe once uh, some of the more um, longer term roadmap things have been hit, we can probably have you on again to describe what's going on and, and the new updates that we've got. And of course, um, if you're anybody in the community who has listened in like a little bit longer now down the line, um, if you haven't already, I do suggest going and reading through the article that we put out called Dawn of Microagents. You should be able to find it on our, our Twitter account. We did tweet it out, but also if you're on Medium, um, or I think we also have it just on the website itself. Um, so definitely go and read that if you'd like to have like another explanation as well of what microagents are and what our goal with them is. And yeah, as I said, thank you so much to, to James for answering all these questions, whether they were from me or from the community. 
Uh, and yeah, thank you to the community, of course, for listening in. And in the future, if anybody does have questions that they would like to ask, and you're somebody who is a little bit more shy, or you just do not have the ability to ask while we're live, because you're you know listening while on the road or anything else that you're doing while working, um, definitely you can submit questions beforehand, and we will do our best to try and run through all of them while we are live. Um, oh, actually, uh, somebody just asked one last question here, but right as I was about to say that. Um, if, if you're okay, I can just quickly ask it now, um, James. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. They said, I tweeted the question the other day, but, um, are you able to send a larger, larger data, like a dictionary rather than just a JSON file? Um, okay. It's not clear to me what the size has to do with this question. I think, um, like a dictionary, like a Python dictionary, if that's the question, then, uh, well, this the way that we transport the data, we encode it in JSON, but it's easily read back as a dictionary by the other agent. That's how, I mean, that's how it automatically happens. Um, so if I'm understanding that question correctly, then you can send, yeah, the data can be as large as, as you want. There's no real limit, um, I mean, other than the kind of resource limits on that. So yeah, you can send large data. All right, awesome. Yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Um, but yeah, as I was basically saying there, um, thank you, of course, to the community for coming on and listening to these Twitter Spaces sessions. Um, and you can always ask questions ahead of time if you happen to have them before we actually start these sessions. You can either respond to the tweet where we announce this or any of the tweets that we like push forward afterwards. And hopefully we get to all of your questions um, through that process if you're not able to come in and ask it live. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening in. Um, and I hope you all have a good rest of your day wherever you're at in your day. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Fetch.ai Spaces Intro to Micro Agents. Recorded on Wednesday, March 15th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit, like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls, handed reports it. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed 
thick drip aristocrat Sishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastise into digging holes in the back nine The latest proof ain't a way to move Change the view, just a bunch of pecker heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at their dinner finger Licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute then Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Ten spaces.